Well, this is going to be time management. We're going to see how good I am at this, and we'll get to the uh, insurrection in a minute. The carpro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Going straight to the phones. Jim, you want to talk about Trump and his campaign. I've got four of you on hold, so please, let's go. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm not convinced he can win. I don't think he lost last time necessarily. Uh, I think one reason he lost at the last election was because a lot of people chose not to vote for him because they just don't like him. <clears throat> I think that's also how he won against uh, Hillary. It was because Hillary was probably the le- least popular person on the planet at the time that the uh, election was held and people voted for President Trump because it wasn't Hillary. I think people voted for Biden, particularly independents, because it wasn't Trump. So you don't think there was any fraud involved in that, any any, uh, indiscrepancies? I'm sure there were. There have been indiscrepancies in every election that has ever been held in any country in the world. Yeah, but I I can't remember in my memory where they stopped counting in the middle of the night and turned off the cameras and ran everybody out. Yeah, I'm not. That's already been investigated, so we don't really need to relitigate that. The fact of the matter is that President Trump needs to take the advice of two well-known people. One was Will Rogers who said you never pass up an opportunity to shut up. And the other is uh, Confucius, who said you will never achieve your destination if you stop to throw rocks at every dog that barks at you. Well, that would be some advice he and, could take. Yeah. Could... <laughs> Jim, let me jump. I got a, I got a, got a lot of people. Let's, let's go to Todd from Fountain Inn. Uh, you want to talk about the upcoming primary? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, um, I... Bill, I do heating and air first. Thank you for putting me on the show. But I do heating and air, so I'm in and out of numerous homes a day. Right. And I've kind of heard whisperings here and there and, and actually talked to a few people. You know, we had a dismal turnout for the Democrats, for the Democratic primary. Um, and I was like, hmm. But I've heard, uh, how do you say, rumors and people talking the reason they didn't go is because they're going to vote in the Republican primary. These are Democrats who vote in the Republican primary right. to get Haley in to pass Trump, and that's kind of got me a little worried. And also, you get on the uh, you get on the military, the, the, the wokeness in the military. And here's the thing: militaries always have pronouns. I mean, you're either a private, a corporal, or a specialist, a sergeant, you know, or uh, uh, an officer. And if you didn't pronounce the pronouns right, you're in trouble, especially if you got a fresh out of college butter bar second lieutenant and you didn't address them correctly, you're in big trouble. We used to have a lieutenant in my unit in Europe that after the payday talk, he would station himself on this corner to where we all had to pass so the entire battalion had to salute him. As far as the as far as the primaries, uh, uh, Todd, the problem here is that we we keep everybody worries about the open primary as we're coming up on the open primary, and then if we win the open primary, despite it being an open primary, nobody does anything about it when we're not in the middle of a voting cycle. Thank you, uh, th- th- thank you. Yes, you know we need to uh, you know pick up the phones and call and you yeah. Know, uh, this this is not i mean we yeah we can we can sit back and go uh, well you know this is a worry to me and everything well right after the primary gets done we need to be calling these guys and saying how about closing the primary next time how about we start working on that for the next thing 
exactly. And I believe the only people that can, can vote in either one, and you can only vote in one, would be those that chose to be independent. Yeah. I, so, I wouldn't, I, you know, I, I wouldn't worry too much about Haley winning in South Carolina, though. It just, it just disturbs I, me that I've heard. Sure, sure. But, I mean, scene. she's going to get yeah, clubbed I, like a baby seal. She's going to get clubbed oh, like a baby so. seal from a purse company. Thank you very much. Let me jump. Let's go to Paul from Inman. You want to talk about Trump and his legal issues. Yes, sir. Hey, hey yes, uh, Charlie, good morning to you. Um, well, I'm Bill. Charlie will be later. The way I, Charlie, oh, Charlie's sorry, the better Bill, looking sorry, of the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the big thing that people misunderstand is that the Trump is a side effect of the righteous anger that was there before he arrived yeah uh, that what, what made him uh, sail to the uh, through the election was that anger the thing is if you have a regular candidate that no one really cares about the, the deep state will win automatically because they can control both sides at that time it's not a biggie what i wanted to tell you about is i went to the uh, greenville um, patriot caucus and i looked around there's over 200 people there from all walks of life Right. And what I did see is that anger, okay? And they, they still don't know why they're there. They just see that they have options now and, and hope. That was really the, the, the best thing that happened at that meeting is that they had hope yeah. to have some sort of a turnaround achievement, and they can do things with it. And they have never tried the uh, lawful option with the uh, lawfare. Yeah, yes. well, well. This is the thing that they have to realize that this is in their hands. Yes, and well, awareness goes a long way, Paul. Awareness goes a long time. It goes Correct. a long way, Paul. Yes. You haven't called in a while. I, yep. you, need to, you need to rectify that. Let me jump. Thank you very much for the call. And let's go to John from Fletcher, North Carolina. You got some quotes for me, John? Yeah, I certainly do. But let me just address really quickly that the other caller talked about uh, Trump being elected because he was not being elected because he was a less favorable uh, absolute hogwash. I mean, we had a great four years, and the only thing that we had during that four years that was destructive was deep state Republicans and Democrats creating all this chaos and division around our country. Right. So, with, with that said, the, the quotes, first one is James Madison. Now, listen to this. Listen very closely, guys, right. America. These are our founding forefathers. The accumulation of all powers, legislative legislative, executive, and ju judiciary in the same hands, whether of one, a few, or many, and whether hereditary, self-appointed, or elected, may justly be pronounced the very definition of tyranny. That's what we have right now, folks. And then to back that up, now this is, what, this is Thomas Jefferson. What is he saying about this tyranny, and what does he say about a republic? He says this. When once a republic is corrupted, there is no possibility of remedying any of the growing evils. But by removing the corruption and restoring its lost principles, every other correction is either useless or a new evil. The, the founding fathers were way ahead of their time. If if they existed now, they would be the ones that were, you know, they would be the ones putting people on the moon and solving the whole air food thing, I suspect. Do you? Uh, absolutely. These guys had it together. They had the foundation. They had everything that could make this country run smoothly and be stable. And they've warned us of what we are experiencing right now. 
So what does that tell you? That tells you we need to follow their lead. And, and if anybody says otherwise, then they're not American. Then they're not patriots. Well, I mean, the, the guys, the thing about the founders, the found, everybody put their name on the Declaration of Independence and all, all the other stuff. Those guys, when they did that, they had their skin in the game because if they ever got caught, they were going to be looking for the nearest tree and just leave them hanging there as a message. And, uh, you know, that I don't think any of them hesitated for a moment. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, – And that's, that's why I want to pull out the guys on January 6th. I, I think besides the, the ones that acted foolishly and acted like a clown, um, most everybody that was involved in that was setting a precedence. They were setting an example, and, and it's following the example of what I just read. So I want to tell those guys, if any of them could ever get any radio broadcast, if they can hear anything, that we're thinking about you, that true patriots are thinking about you. God bless those guys. God bless you guys. And, uh, yeah, definitely. Well, John, you you, you keep that. What, what kind of signal are you getting in Fletcher? Oh, we, we hear you perfect. We hear you okay. great. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. I, I love having that. My, my whole my whole my whole Freddy family comes from that part of North Carolina. So being up in there is like going home. Thank you very much for the call. Absolutely. I think I manage that time very well. When we get back, what does an insurrection look like? I'm going to tell you. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. So. We have to look at the uh, criteria here in place when it comes to insurrection. And, and and the way the Democrats view it, of course, because, uh, you know, they're, they're the ones that know. They know what an insurrection is. Carpro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. In short, if you get out there and say, you know, I'm not sure about that 2020 election. You, my friend, you are an insurrectionist. I guess as am I, I you know. And... Uh, <laughs> right now, the uh, the left is very, very... See, first of all, they thought that this was going to be a slam dunk. They they had no idea that it would be a questionable thing that Joe Biden would be reelected. They had no idea about it. And, uh, you know, they're using the term insurrection to refer to any public objection or legal challenge. And then, of course, you're an election denier. Never mind that they did that in 2000 and in 2000 and, uh, you know, 16 and, you know, lots of other times before that. Now, when they, when they do it, it's not insurrection. If me and you do it, it's insurrection. That's just the way it works out. And they're out there. Uh, they look at the events that happened on January the 6th and they fret that this was an attack on our democracy. Which I, I, I sort of understand why they're so upset about it, because they don't even know what form of government they live in right now. We're not a democracy. We've never been a democracy. And, you know, they were so resolved to protect it from its assailants that they now seek to bar the lead insurrectionist, who also just happens to be the re presumptive Republican nominee. And right now, Trump is indicted four times by Democratic prosecutors in Democratic venues, as well as civilly sued for his wealth by a Democratic attorney general and a civil litigant. And this is following up on, right, it's following up hard on a three-year campaign to imprison anybody 
It was on the on the grass at the Capitol on January 6th or in the immediate vicinity other than the FBI operatives. <laughs> and uh, even those that were being, you know, like Ashley Babbitt was being accompanied by armed, uniformed police officers when she got shot. Right? Go look at the video. She got she had two ninja up right behind her. None of the uh, none of the uh, people that were there that day harmed anybody. There were no cops killed that day, no matter what you may hear. And then there's you know then you know we look at Peter Navarro who's incarcerated after his assertion of executive privilege before the infamous committee on of January the sixth, led by Cheney and what's Kinsinger or whatever that kid's name is. Then there was in 2020 an effort to deprive state legislatures of the power to determine the manner in which presidential elections are conducted. So they were stealing. They wanted to disenfranchise the entire country and take control of this the same way they did with health care. Right. The same Democrat Party now holding the presidency. They want to change the electorate by opening the border to millions of illegal immigrants without regard to health, skill, means of support, gang or terrorist affiliation. And this will have consequences that will reach far into the future unless we round them all up, which is something we absolutely ought to do. Then we have those occasional experience, experiments with the freedoms of speech, religion, right, keeping bare arms, anything out there, Fourth Amendment, Fifth, Sixth, all those things. Meddling with social media platforms, official persecution of those opposed as matters of faith to homosexuality, transsexuality, and abortion. So if you want to talk about the topic of insurrection, how should we define it? Now, we have an example of an insurrection with the Declaration of Independence. Uh, this was the alteration of political authority. We were a colony of Great Britain and we said no more. Now, the reason that happened was in the back in those days, the British king, he was the one that was violating the norms at the time. And the king refused his assent laws, the most wholesome and necessary to the public good, and erected a multitude of new offices and sent swarms of officers to harass people here and eat their substance, who combined with others to subject the American colonists to a jurisdiction foreign to their constitution and unacknowledged by their law. And he gave his assent to their acts of pretended legislation. They were the ones that caused the insurrection, the Declaration of Independence, in much the same manner that the pol political parties of both sides today are the ones that caused Donald Trump. Donald Trump would not exist today in the form in which he inhibits, inhabits right now if it were not for the fact that these guys have refused to actually govern the country in the right manner, in the constitutional manner. They created the need for a Donald Trump in much the same way the British monarchy created the need for the uh, Declaration of Independence. So, when you want to look at what an insurrection looks like, It doesn't look like January the 6th. 
The best insurrection example we have is when we declared our independence from 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 Britain. There was no there was no ambiguity there. You guys are not in charge anymore. Goodbye. Thanks for all this stuff. Thanks for all the things you've been doing to us. Bye. King, my fourth point of contact. I'm not listening to you. Fifth point of contact. My bad. Uh, I'm not. Li- we're not listening to you anymore. We're going to have our own weapons. We're going to do our own things and everything else. And sooner or later, we're going to. You know, we'll be playing. Uh, we'll, we'll have other things happening too. But we are our own country. We don't care about you. You're not in charge. Bye. That's an insurrection. Which, you know, in, in a way. For the, for the leftists and for the uniparty Republicans, I guess they probably look at the ascension of Donald Trump as an insurrection sort of incident where you failed to listen. And see, the beauty of that is this, and I, I say this with a, a very high degree of certainty because I've never run into anybody unreasonable out in my, you know, just out and about. I don't ever run into anybody that's just what you see on TV right? Not around here. And that's because around here, nobody has decided to target us to be divisive. Some have tried, but it never works. So you and I, we can talk to whoever we want. We're going to have a fairly decent conversation and part is, you know, part on friendly terms. That's not divisive. And when we stare at government as one people versus getting out there and being black people or Hispanic people or female people or male people, any of these other ways they seek to divide us and put us into our own little corrals. If we just decide to be out there in one big area and be Americans together, they have no grounds to stand on. They have no grounds. And freedom reigns that particular day. So if you want to know what an insurrection is, look at the Declaration of Independence. That's what one looked like. And then a war followed it. What happened January the 6th, that was sightseeing with an armed escort. But it was all, and all of that, by the way, was pre-planned to try to draw all of these people into it and to cause, it was terrorism. I'll put it that way, terrorism. Because what they what they tried to do is they tried to intimidate you to where you don't ever do anything like that again. You simple peasants, you. You going to stand for that? You going to stand for that? Have you noticed the common thread right now for some of these rampage killers? I have, and it's you know it it doesn't matter, but I mean it's it's certainly something we got to look at because it is causing people to die. This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is seven one three zero seven. Let's go to the phones. Dominic and Greer, yes, sir. You want to talk about NATO? Yeah, Bill, how you doing? I'm good. Okay, I want to say my question. I'll go ahead and uh, take it off the air. Okay. I get that Trump, uh, he want to make a point about other nations paying their dues, and I know he likes to pay a little bit of psychological warfare along the way. But mm. at the same time, with everything going on, in Ukraine and the impossible involvement of Poland, all the dispute in that region. Do you think that's the best time to be talking like that? And if you were Russia, would you think they are thinking 
And besides that, if let's say these nations didn't pay their dues, do you think Trump would actually go forward with what he's suggesting? That's it. So, so you want you want to take that off the air? Okay, I guess he does want to take that off the air. In regards to NATO, I spent three years in Europe on the tip of the spear of NATO. And I worked in communication security. And uh, so I was privy to a few things. One of the things that I was privy to in my three years over there, I spent two years and a month of that three years in the field training to fight World War III. And the whole time I was there, except for one exercise, we never trained with the Bundeswehr. We were in West Germany, and we never trained with the German army because we were doing more to defend Europe than Europe was doing to defend Europe. And because they did not spend that money, the entirety of Europe's built their little, their little uh, welfare state to where now they have, very shortly, Europe is going to become Islamic. That's item number one. Item number two, we were facing the Soviet Union, which Ukraine was part of that at the time, and Poland was part of that at the time, and, uh, you know, everybody was communist back in those days, and uh, so uh, we, we were trained to fight a behemoth and uh, fighting Russia. Those guys aren't going to fight Russia because they're getting natural gas from Russia. That's the other thing. They do. Trump got out there and said, you guys could, should think about a other way of getting your energy than what you're doing. So they went with the green energy boondoggle, which necessitates a need for liquid natural gas, which they're getting from Russia. So in terms of what's going on in Europe today with NATO, continuing to fund our troops there in NATO. And see, the whole time, I mean, we have trained to fight Russia since World War II, we occupied Ru Europe after World War II to keep Russia at bay because we just knocked Germany out of the way, but everybody agreed it was going to be Russia or the Soviet Union. So we've been there training to fight them since then. This is not a new thing to get out there and look at this. And right now, like Ukraine, we're spending all this money trying to defend Europe, and Europe doesn't, doesn't apparently they don't care. So then my question becomes this. Why should we care more about their defense than they do? Why should we care more about the defense of uh, NATO or funding NATO? Or Because I, I kind of think we gave them, we've, we've given them a head start on defending themselves. Now, France recognizes this, which is hilarious. Germany has killed themselves. With their green energy boondoggle and the fact they're, they're about to become an Islamic state, they between the immigration that's going on and the green energy boondoggle, they're about to. They're no longer the biggest industrial powerhouse in Europe, and all of this is being brought to Europe by the EU by a bunch of unelected bureaucrats. So why should we continue to fund anything to help them when they're not willing to help themselves? This is what happens when you get out there and you tell a drug addict, "Listen, let me get you the clean heroin, so you don't kill yourself with it." You're not working on their addiction. You're just enabling them to take it. And as long as they're going to be hooked on heroin, one day later they'll be, you know, sooner or later they'll get back on that dirty stuff and it's going to kill them. So why would we sit back and continue to fund these guys that won't even listen to us with some good advice? I mean, they uh, he, Trump was talking to the Germans and they laughed at him when he said, you know, you should maybe think about a different source for your natural gas. They laughed at him. Okay, you guys know better. All right. I hear you. I hear you. Um, when it comes to our allies, 
I was never confident that Europe would fight with us. I was never confident that when I rolled out, I'd see somebody that I didn't recognize on my left or right shoulder fighting the same enemy as me. When I was over there, we had half a million people over there. We had air assets. We had ground assets. We had tanks. We had nuclear assets. Everything. And in, in 32 minutes, we timed it. In 32 minutes, we can go from uh, having our eggs to being in World War II. World War III, rather. We could be out on the cobblestones vibrating, heading our way to the forward deployed area. We were headed to the East German border. We were going to be shoring up the 2-2 cav as we got out there and fought a tank war against them and killed every single one of them. So, in terms of them, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know. If NATO were to get out there, and I would love for them to prove me wrong because we've spent a lot of time there. You know, people like me that were over there, I spent, I was over there from the time that I was 23 till I was 20, I was about to turn 27. I gave three years of my life to defending Europe, and they apparently have squandered all of that, and that's a waste. That's wasted time on my part. It's wasted time on the nation's part. So, I, if, if whatever Trump says, if he were to jerk them into this moment of awareness where they said, you know what, this is insanity what we've been doing. That would be well worth it. Maybe we could take another look at it. But right now, as it stands, it is folly to continue to fund NATO. It's folly to continue to project force out there. Because they're not going to be there with it. They're not going to be down with it. They're letting the, the entirety of Europe is going to be an Islamic state very shortly. Without firing a shot. Just because... They were enabled to have their welfare state and do all of their virtue signaling while we were there defending their country because they wouldn't do it. That's what I think of NATO. We'll get on this uh, latest spate of uh, rampage killers in just a second. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Well, we know about Jenna C. Moreno, and uh, we, we know what Jenna C. Moreno did and everything. And all of those the people that are out there saying she had a gun emblazoned with Free Palestine. She actually had a Palestine sticker on it. So uh, every time you see some of this stuff, some of these things aren't actually true. But there are a few things that are have a common denominator there because she was one of those gender-bending individuals. A 17-year-old Iowan male who shot up his high school flirted with inaccurate pronouns and transgender ideology. 28-year-old woman who shot and killed three children and three staff, Audrey Hale, in Nashville, went by a male name and referred to herself as a male. 22-year-old who shot and killed five and injured dozens more at a Colorado Springs nightclub told courts he was non-binary and used they, them. The 16-year-old female who, along with another teen, shot up a middle school and high school sections in a Denver-area charter school masqueraded as a man and demanded people call her by her male name. 26-year-old female who shot and killed three employees and herself at a Rite Aid distribution center in Maryland told family and friends she was trans. Now, until recently, and I mean this is this is a shift because it used to be quite the I mean quite the case when the uh, remember the DC sniper when that was happening I was telling everybody there even then even though I was not uh, even though I was not uh, playing in this. Uh, talk radio game i told everybody that statistically it's probably a white guy and it turned out not to be a white guy but it has been for a very long time 
a white guy's game, right? A white mass male shooter. That's when, uh, you know. But instead of acknowledging what's going on now, they're memory-holding the tragedy or they're attacking anyone who dares to notice a trend. This is not a new thing. During uh, when they were catching the uh, uh, Ramirez, the Night Stalker in California, he, he was getting he was getting all kinds of uh, all kinds of propositions for marriage. There was a you know Charles Manson. His whole family was predicated on the idea that he was some guru. So, you know, glamorizing killers is not a new thing, but it does inspire copycat acts. And with somebody that is mentally ill, I might think that they might be susceptible to copycats or copycatting. And here's the other thing. Just like I said earlier <clears throat> with uh, the open primary, if getting rid of the open primary is a smoking hot idea, it will be a smoking hot idea the day after the election and every day up until the point of the next election. And we need to be worrying about it when we could actually do something about it versus worrying about it when it's coming up on his head on. And in the same category, so so such as gun control, which gun control doesn't really solve anything, but they only try to advance this when this sort of violence happens, unless it's done by these gender-bending individuals. Now, most of the time they want to, you know, if you're Christian, if you're NRA member, if you're MAGA, whatever, uh, all these things, they, they normally want to frame you with that, but this, that's not what's happening now. Right now, the media is more worried about the trans shooter being misgendered than the fact that their mental distress leads to murder. And that's a problem. All these junk studies and everything, affirming a person's rejection of his or her God-given sex, uh, doing that, that, if you give in and say, Okay, well, you think you're a boy, you think you're a little girl, Tommy, well, you can be Tina. That, they, th they say that reduces suicide risk. So then they're free to mutilate their bodies. Now, they can't go get a tattoo, which is not actually a mutilation. It's just having some ink put under your, uh, put under your skin, right? You can't do that. But they want to fix it to where if your children want to do that, they can do the irreversible damage. And it's not just their body. It's their mind and their soul. And most of these guys, these gender-fluid shooters, most of the time they obtain a gun because they've decided to commit suicide by cop. And along the way, they're going to take some people with them just to show you, just to show you. This is my cry out in the dark. All these children I kill, all these innocent people I kill. It's no matter. This is my cry out in the dark, and you will listen. And just like with Moreno, when they get to that point, you know, if, if they could only be intercepted prior to this, this event, we might be able to do something for them. But if once the event starts, the only thing we can do is save ourselves. So... Somehow or another, since 2017, the number of self-proclaimed transgender teens has doubled to 300,000. And people 13 to 25 account for a large share of the transgender population. This is all due to the power of suggestion and perception. 
This is all due to instead of actually solving a problem, we simply ride the problem and exploit the problem for a political gain. At the very best, we can hope for if somebody gets out there and does something like this to themselves because they, they, they have something going on in their head, we can only hope that they find peace. But most of the, we're seeing in a lot of cases they don't. We're seeing in a lot of cases they find out that they did have an issue that this did not solve. And the media's silence and their omission is a cover-up. Because we're no closer to trying to do anything, trying to really do anything about this phenomena right now than we were before it began. But it is trending. And the only thing you can do is just be ready for whatever. That's your goal, to be ready for whatever. I shall reconvene with you in about 22 hours. You are listening to News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.